So I had like um, a pretty long history of being a serial monogamous um, with a long history of infidelity. <laughs> and so pretty much like almost everyone I was with, um, I ended up in some way uh, not being faithful to them. And um, a lot of it came from like a really shameful place because I would be with someone and really be in love with them and like respect them so much and love the partnership, but still find myself really attracted to other people, having connections with other people. And what I was feeling, because I didn't have any like good role models or, you know, uh, any sort of realm of experience beyond the monogamy box was like, oh, I'm broken. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 297. We're Finn and Emma. Hey, we're almost at 300. We are. It's, it's exciting. I just, have I, to, I just have to point that out. I know. I can pick up the excitement in your voice. <laughs> You've been spending too much time with me. <laughs> Hey, everybody. We are super excited for episode 300. You're right. That's not my normal level of excitement. <laughs> Let's try it again with some excitement. <laughs> We're almost at episode 300. We are. And we have something super exciting coming, but we can't tell you what it is. Yes, that's true. Because if it doesn't happen, then we didn't let you know. <laughs> wow. Why do you have to add that part? <laughs> we still have something super exciting, no matter we, what. It is. Anyway... Today, we are excited about episode 297. Yeah, let's live in the present, Emma. You keep telling me, live in the present, Finn. We so are talking. therapist. <laughs> it's too close to home, doesn't it? Slightly. Okay, anyway, today in the present. We're excited. Episode 297. We are talking to Katie and Bo. We have such a fun conversation with them. They've been together about six years and exploring non-monogamy about one. So they're relatively new. Yeah. Well, the good news is they got into that right before their wedding. (laughs) Yes. Just, you know, you fall in love with somebody four months before your wedding and then you just figure it out. Yep. But I think what's amazing about this conversation is the way that these two have figured it out. And it wasn't quite as flippant as I made it sound. No. There has been a lot of intentionality about how they got into it, why they got into non-monogamy and how they're navigating it. And it is, as Emma said, is beautiful. And we're just really grateful to both of them for coming on. And for their honesty and vulnerability, we talk about some hard stuff. And we do. Some, some honest stuff. And it's really beautiful. So thank you, Katie. Thank you, Bo. We're really, we're really grateful. And we're really excited to get this story out there. Yeah. For anyone who's a premium subscriber, we're going to jump right into the interview right now. And for anyone else, we're going to go through a few announcements. First up, if you're not familiar with the premium subscription, you can sign up for as little as a couple bucks a year on our homepage, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Just scroll down a little bit. And by signing up for the premium subscription, it's a way to skip these announcements up front. But don't worry, you still get important dates in the outro. And if you skip these up front, you're skipping our enthusiasm, which is just palpable. (laughs) 
So but we want them to sign up for the premium subscription. We do. If they want to. Right. We don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. We just like to offer the option. That's right. Because the next 47 minutes are announcements. <laughs> That's not true. Don't worry. So the first other announcement is our community. We just wanted to say a huge thank you to all of the members who are currently part of the community. And we wanted to extend an offer to anyone who is out there looking for support or for friends or for just people who are like them. Yes. And our community is full of these people. We have 300-ish of you all. You're all amazing. And we would love for you to join us. If you're interested, if you're looking for community, people like you, maybe maybe it's a little isolating out there. Not anymore. You got community. You got community and enthusiasm. And so <laughs> you find that by going to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and you click on the community tab, and there is a button right there that'll say join the community or community. It'll say something like that. I don't remember what it says today, but it definitely doesn't say weekly groups because that's something very different that Emma is just chomping at the bit to talk about. Well, under the community, it does say weekly groups. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's very different because it's part of the community. That's true. <laughs> but what it is, is a more uh, intimate sure. version of the community, I guess, because the weekly groups, um, we do weekly calls. I, Finn has been doing a weekly men's group since last fall, and I'm, I've just started a weekly women's group. We're capping the groups at 10 people, and we do a weekly 90-minute call, and then you have a, we have a separate space to chat throughout the week. So we do have space in that women's group, and we also are working on a gender-inclusive group, as well as Finn's working on another cohort of the men's group. So we would love to have you join us. If you're interested, go to that weekly groups tab on our website and read about it, find out more and reach out with any questions as well. Yeah. And maybe because we're confusing as hell today, it's worth reiterating that the weekly groups are part of the community. So if you're part of the community, you can access the weekly groups. It's additional, but that's how you access them through our community. And if you are part of our weekly groups, you will also be part of the greater community. And part of the greater community, we do a monthly Q&A. We also do monthly men's group and monthly women's groups and other calls throughout the month. But these were specific weekly calls that are addition to those that are included in the monthly or the standard community. Yeah, we're trying to make it as confusing as possible. Yeah, and I think we did a good job <laughs> to confuse them, but ultimately excite them with our enthusiasm. Intri intrigue them. Yes. Yes. So, so if you're thoroughly confused, you can reach out to us at normalizingnonmonogamy.com. You click on the Contact Us tab. You can send us an email. You can send us a really confusing voicemail and teach us a lesson. Give us a taste of our own medicine. Ask us questions so that we can clarify. Yes. While you're over there on our website, don't forget to check out our favorite way to get tested for STIs stdcheck.com. Did you notice I didn't say it super fast? I was trying to not dwell on it. <laughs> but stdcheck.com is our favorite way to get tested for STIs. It is fast and discreet and super simple. It is also affordable at only $129 if you lose use the links on Don't lose the don't links. Lose. If you use the links on our webpage, $129 gets you a 10 panel test and supports the podcast. Yeah, so thank you for that and don't lose those links. No, Emma, go Emma. use them. Use them. <laughs> use them, don't lose them. And with that, we're going to jump into this amazing, beautiful conversation with Katie and Bo. And again, we apologize if we confused you around the groups, the weekly groups and the monthly groups. The point is you want to get that in your life. It's all about community. And we would love for you to join us. So send us an email if you have any questions. And with that, we're going to go talk to Katie and Bo, and we'll see you on the other side. Let's go. Let's go. 
Well, welcome to the podcast, Katie and Bo. We're excited to talk to you today. Thank you for spending your, what day is it, Tuesday evening with us. Uh, so yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. It was great. We would love for you to start just by introducing yourselves at whatever level you're comfortable. Well, hello. And they pointed at each other. <laughs> <laughs> We're both on the same page, clearly. Um, my name is Bo. Uh, I am a, uh, my pronouns are he, him. I'm a spoken word artist uh, out of the New England area. And I'm Katie. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm an entomologist. Love it. Amazing. Yes. And what, maybe just very high level, what brings you to a podcast about non-monogamy? Sure. So we're polyamorous. We've only been in this world for a very short amount of time. Um, What is it? We just... A little over a year. A little over a year, like literally like a year and a month since we've been officially like out as poly, at least to each other. Yeah. So we've had a really interesting journey so far that's been really um, eye-opening in terms of who we are as individual people and also just a really interesting experience in terms of how we approach relationships in general. And it's brought us a lot closer together. Um, Absolutely. So we just have a lot of like fun things to share about that experience, especially for people who are new to it and are like, oh my gosh, like, what can this look like? And I mean, it's our firm belief that there are as many ways to like have a relationship as there are relationships in the world. So mm-hmm. totally. um, we just kind of want to be another pebble on that mountain of experience. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, we're super excited. Head. I'm curious oh. before you dive into more questions, I have a question. How, how did I'm just, how did you two meet and how long have you been together? Ooh. So, uh, this is fun. Um, so we're both from the same area in Maine and, um, we actually had never met while we were out there. And I mentioned I'm a spoken word artist. Uh, I went to Ireland for, uh, an artist in residency position out there to, uh, to, to do poetry and start writing a book out there. And I was there for about a month and I was having a great time all by myself enjoying it all uh and then on my last week there i got a text message from a a a mutual friend of ours uh that had a group message together and it said um hey bo this is my friend katie uh i vouch for both of you you're both really cool uh katie is actually on her way to ireland right now to start her phd and she doesn't know anybody and i don't even know if you guys are in the same side of the country but would you want to meet up and like show her around and it just so happened we're in the same town um so we i was like yeah sure why not i got nothing to do this week you know whatever and i like you you're cool so i trust you and then uh i we met at the uh i said okay too (laughs) 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 and i also sneaked to look at his social like media profile and i was like he's really hot um and 
So apparently it was like the, what was it? The International Oyster Shucking Festival in uh, the town. Of course it was. Yeah, it's a common way to meet people. (laughs) And the place where he suggested we meet, because he knew the town better than I did. I just like come in. Um, Apparently there was a parade going straight through the middle of it. And so we met in the middle of a parade, like over these like little tiny, like kid tromboners, like uh, (laughs) heads. like, hi. And honestly, it was just like easy immediately. Like we hugged in the middle of this square and it was like, it it literally felt like a thunderclap. Like I was just like, Oh my God, like this might be my person. And I have never been a love at first sight type of person, but like, Bo is really easy to fall in love with too. So um, we just, we went out for a drink and that turned into polyamory entire evening. (laughs) (laughs) But then then we moved back to the United States. So this is the thing is we only spent a week together and then he had to go back and we were like, what do we do? We've had this like whirlwind week together and, and you were just starting a PhD program. Right. And I was actually kind of psyched to be single um, because, you know, not non-monogamous yet. And I was like, I'm going to like hook up with all these like hot, nerdy Ento guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they do exist. I promise. <laughs> um, and we basically just decided like, sure, like what the hell? Let's try long distance. Yeah. Cause I was, I was going to be on, I was on tour for, um, for, about a month, uh, on the East coast. And, um, I had done well enough where about three quarters of the way through the tour, uh, we'd been talking every day on the phone and I, I called her up and I was like, Hey, I, uh, I, I think, I think I can buy a plane ticket to see you. Do you, w- would you be okay with that? Do you want that? And she's like, absolutely. So, uh, at the end of the tour, I, I did my last show, uh, in, uh, Massachusetts and I jumped on a plane, flew out to Dublin. And, uh, then we hung out for a whole nother week straight. And that's when we were like, do you want to do this thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, hell yeah, I do. But then we only really saw each other in person two more times before he moved in with me six months later <laughs> in Ireland. Still in Ireland. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always been a little unconventional with us, but like we're really good at communicating and we have been ever since the beginning. So it's mm-hmm. always just been like, okay, what feels right to us in this moment, even if it doesn't necessarily like fit into the typical relationship box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how many, for context, how many years ago was that? So it was September, 2017 is when we met the first time cool. yeah. and we got married, um, <clears throat> August, 2022. 22. So we're not even married a year now. <laughs> Yay! Wonderful. Yes. Well, that's, that's a wonderful story. I love it. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. And I, it's, it's fun, right? Like the, the way you were introduced and then I'm assuming you lived in Ireland for a few years before moving yes. back to yeah, the about, States. About four years we lived there. So we lived, uh, we lived in Galway for a while mm-hmm. and then went to, uh, then we ended up moving halfway across the country to the other side a couple of years later. So oh, yes, cool. we got to see the whole thing. It was great. And my work yeah. also allows me to like go to some really remote um, and private areas, like some really cool farms and everything. Cause I'm like looking at pollinators. Um, so we saw so much of the country that like no one else gets to see, um, okay. which is also just an amazing way to spend our time together. I love it. I love it. So did, did either of you have any, non-monogamy inclinations, thoughts, feelings before the two of you met, or was this just a, something you cooked up together? 
Not together. I think we both have different experiences, so we'll both tell ours. Yeah. Kind of our history, I guess. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Cool. So I had like um, a pretty long history of being a serial monogamous um, with a long history of infidelity. <laughs> and so pretty much like almost everyone I was with, um, I ended up in some way uh, not being faithful to them. And um, a lot of it came from like a really shameful place because I would be with someone and really be in love with them and like respect them so much and love the partnership, but still find myself really attracted to other people, having connections with other people. And what I was feeling, because I didn't have any like good role models or, you know, uh, any sort of realm of experience beyond the monogamy box was like, oh, I'm broken. Like I'm like a sex addict or something like that. Like not that sex addicts are broken, but like, I just couldn't figure out what was going on with me. Um, and I just kept hurting people. And so it was, uh, it was a really frustrating few, like, relationship history. Um, and, uh, so eventually like when we decided to open things up, it just like felt like everything clicked into place. I was like, Oh my gosh, I finally am able to like develop beautiful, loving relationships. Like, well, like still loving like this first person. Um, so that was kind of my, uh, my struggle that eventually mm -hmm. led me to like thinking this might be right. But like, we didn't really come to it together. Um, we had, once we started dating, that's when we both started meeting people for the first time who were polyamorous and started having conversations where I was more like, that kind of sounds cool. And you like, I'll, I'll let you tell your part, but like, for the most part, you were kind of like, no. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd, uh, I'd always, I'd been, I, I'm kind of like a, I don't know never wanting to do any, never wanting to hurt anybody, never wanting to do anything bad kind of thing. Uh, so I never actually, um, did anything out of the realm of, of the relationship I was in. I would always end it, you know, or it would end or whatever before I, uh, mm -hmm. acted on anything. But I did find that I always had that urge, you know, the natural urge to, you know, to, to want to explore relationships and always feel kind of like held back a little bit in terms of, uh, what, what I wanted to do. Um, but it is just kind of a sacrifice I made cause it's all I knew, uh, mm -hmm. you know, cause there was monogamy is, is the standard, uh, you know, in air quotes here. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of the only role models we have. And so that's what I followed. And when, Katie and I started dating. We were on the phone one time and I, I remember her saying, cause we were, we were, uh, long distance for the first six months mm -hmm. we we're together. So most of our first conversations were on the phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, so I remember her saying, you know, I, I'm actually, uh, surprised because I always saw my first, uh, like I always thought that the person I was going to be with for the rest of my life, like that relationship would be more, open. Um, I, I didn't really see it as a monogamous thing and I had never heard anybody talk like that before. <laughs> I had no idea what that was. And I was like, Oh, okay, well that's good to know. Um, that's definitely not what I'm into. So, um, you know, I, I want you to know that I, I don't want to hold you back if that's the way you want to go and that's what makes you happy, then cool. But that's definitely, that's not what I'm used to. That's not what I'm into. I, I want to, 
just let you know ahead of time. And you were like, Oh no, that's totally fine. I, I like you a lot. Uh, let's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Let's just be together. We'll be monogamous. It'll be great. And, and it was for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then for me, uh, everything kind of took a turn about a year ago. Yeah. Um, where, so I was on tour, uh, out West this time and, uh, Oh, can I interrupt you? Oh, please do. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of lead up to what happens on this tour. So I just want to give a little bit of background. Um, so just to kind of give this context, which turned out to be a blessing in disguise, did not feel like it at the time. Um, so I, I've always really struggled with anxiety. Um, but when I finished my PhD, we also moved to a new state. We got a dog. It was a whole lot of transitions. Like and moved I moved to the States. Yeah. Too. moved back to the States, huge culture shock. Um, and I basically had a nervous breakdown. It was really bad and like not getting off the couch type of thing. And so as a result, I like, stop being interested in sex at all. I was like, I don't want anyone to touch me. (laughs) Like I can't handle myself living in my body right now, like let alone anything else. Um, and so that was something that was really hard, obviously, like, especially as you know, someone we both typically enjoy that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that went on for a while. And then I was like, listen, like this is just not happening for me. And I want you to experience love and pleasure and being wanted and desired. And I can't give that to you right now. So like, do we want to do an on tour rule? Like when you're on tour for your poetry, just kind of do you. Um, and we decided to kind of try that out a little and just see what that would look like. So that was sort of our first, touch with non-monogamy and what that might look like. We weren't even really thinking of it in that context though. It was more like, uh, just kind of filling a need that, um, couldn't be filled in within our relationship at the time. So, yeah, yeah. I, I have a question on that and, mm-hmm. I, and perhaps Emma does as well. But my, my question is, I think, how, how did that land for you, Bo? Because a few years prior when this came up, it sounds like you shut it down pretty hard and now it's, it's come back up but it's sort of offered almost in a slightly different way. I'm just curious how it landed for you. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Uh, they, it, it, it landed well because of the circumstances. Uh, cause mind you at this point, it was 2021, right? Mm-hmm. So we were, it was like the fall of 2021. So we had, it had been, all of COVID that, you know, we, you know, couldn't, couldn't see another person, couldn't touch another person, couldn't, you know, just, and we're very social people, the two of us. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, you know, our favorite thing to do is to go to shows and to go to poetry readings, to go to, you know, and just hang out at the bar with people or whatever, or just have friends over. We used to have tea time at the house and, um, that was really cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, the solitude that came with that was uh, with COVID was really tough. Um, Cause out in Europe or at least in, uh, in, um, in Ireland, they, they put a, was it a two kilometer rule or a one yeah. kilometer rule where so, there was guardy in the streets and any, like anybody that was, yeah. Anybody mm-hmm. that was walking around, they'd have, you know, they check your ID, see where you were supposed to be and then see if that was a kilometer from where you were. And if it wasn't, you had to turn around. So like 
that was it. So we, we couldn't see anybody. Um, so that mixed with, you know, the, the issues that you were having with, um, your post, uh, PhD, uh, situation. Um, when she offered that up, it, it took me a second because I didn't know if it was real. <laughs> uh, and you know, there's a lot of filtering that has to go on, um, you know, in, in that kind of situation. So I was like, okay, what, what is she saying? What does she mean? How, what, what can I do? What should I do? What do I want to do? And, uh, shortly after that landed on, I, I think actually I said, let me think on it mm-hmm. is what I initially said. Yeah. And then I think a week later she was just like, so what do you think? And I was like, Oh yeah. Um, y- yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm sure, I don't know. It must've helped to know that like I'd been sort of down with it before, you know, so you already knew I was sort of more open to that concept. And it was me saying, you go do it rather than like me saying, I'm going to go do it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that that was probably a better, uh, an easier way for it to come in for you. Yeah. Cause I also am the kind of person that really needs for whatever reason, uh, I I'm a lot more comfortable doing things when I have permission. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, I don't often tend to ask the, for the permission, but just like a, a, a head nod or like a, you know, something, some sort of context to know. Um, so it, it was really helpful uh, to know that, uh, that that was what you were offering. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was really confident about it. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a sad thing. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like God, like, you know, I suck. It was more just like, I do not want to do this, but I want you to have this. So if you want it, this is where you can go to get it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you, Katie, is like, it sounds like when you laid it out, you were confident in it, which, you know, imagining yourself in that place is not an easy thing to necessarily get to. Like if you're struggling really hard with where you're at yourself and then be like, oh no, I need to think about, you know, my partner and I'm not interested in this right now, but maybe, you know, I would imagine in some ways, maybe it gave you some relief too. And so um, I just wanted to know if you could touch on like what was going on for you in that moment. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think the word you just used relief was exactly what I felt because, you know, I think I was feeling a lot of guilt and a lot of shame for not being able to engage in sexual activities with Bo. Um, and like, cause being a sexual person was always like a really big part of my identity. So I felt like a big part of that had been lost. And, um, also, as I think a lot of people do attached a lot of my worth to my ability to like, always be down. Um, and so when that went away, it was like, it it was like every time it would come up, it was triggering these really painful parts of my brain of like, I, not only am I not able to do this anymore, I, I'm, I'm like a worthless person because I can't. So to not have it be, um, sort of brought up in this context anymore. Cause I like knew he was getting it somewhere else was like, okay, I can just like focus on what's happening right here now. And I don't have to like be worried about like having to like reject him again. Um, cause that was the major thing that was happening for me. Like, cause no one wants to reject their partner, um, who they love, like, and having to do that so often was painful and it wasn't good for us. So, um, the idea of him being able to be with other people, 
was like, made me feel like I could be more comfortable around him. And like, I was like happier with just the general situation. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And and if, if you're okay sticking on this for a moment, because I think this, I mean, clearly this was a pivotal moment in your partnership. And I think this is a pivotal moment in probably many people's partnerships who, and you're not the first people that we've talked to where there's been a, a libido imbalance or some, some experience that has come up that has caused one or the other person to change significantly for any reason. And I, I think what was interesting about what you just sort of outlined, Katie, was that you tied so much of your worth and your value to your ability to do this thing that you then said, hey, person I love and want to be with for the rest of my life, go do this thing that that I'm attaching all of this meaning and value to with somebody else. And I, I can see two sides of this coin. There's the side of, okay, I have the relief where I don't have to provide it, but at the same time, if you've put all this weight on this activity and now this person's doing the activity with somebody else, it's a pretty quick walk to, well, they're going to develop something akin to what we have because all of their worth is tied up in this activity. And I'm just curious how, how you sort of parsed through that for yourself. So it's, it's interesting that you asked that because I almost feel like this question becomes more relevant further down the line in like our story into polyamory. Because one thing I'll just say about Bo and I is we just always felt super connected to each other and had just immense trust and communication that like it was probably with Bo the least I attach my worth to that. Um, I'm able to like see myself as a whole human in his presence more than almost any other person in the world. And he makes a lot of people feel that way. He's, you know, I think anyone who is his friend will also say the same thing. Um, he's very good at seeing people for their wholeness. Um, and so it, it felt more like the other parts of me could just like be almost could blossom a little bit more when that pressure was taken off. But like I said before, it's really interesting that you bring that up because it wasn't until actually, and this is skipping ahead several steps, but why okay. not? Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I started dating that I realized how prevalent that still was for me. Like the only reason I'm able to say to you right now, I attach a lot of my worth to my sexuality is because of like the inner searching and like the revelations that have come from dating outside of this partnership. So I might, I might save some of those details for later. Cause I also really want Bo to share kind of, cause as much as this was like a very, like, this was like the sex side of things. Yeah. What came next was like, what led us to now, like the, the lifestyle that we, we really have come to love so much. Well, and first you went on tour. So maybe that's the, Maybe yeah. that's the next logical step. And I, I know we're, we jumped forward and now we're back again, but I think, <laughs> yeah, take us, take us onto the next step. Yeah. So Katie comes to you, tells you that you can do that, like go sleep with other people while you're around or get what you get your needs met, whatever you need to do. And you say yes. And then you go on tour. That's where we left yeah. off. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, actually the, for even a little more context, the, the, the rule that we had. Oh was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can kiss somebody on tour. That's where we, that's where we landed. Got it. And, uh, and I was like, I think we also said like hand stuff. <laughs> I, th- I think 
high, high fives and fist pumps. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was like, kiss was good. Little more things where like, maybe we don't talk about it, but yes. just don't do anything. <laughs> kind of and you know, cause again, we're coming from a monogamous mindset, a monogamous relationship. That's what we knew. We were engaged, uh, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we, that, so that's, that's kind of what we knew. And so this was, you know, it's so funny thinking about like the idea of rules in that kind of way. I know, right? Uh, you know, now. <laughs> um, but so I was on tour and uh, I was, had been to this area of, um, of the West Coast before and really I, I, I knew the people. I was very close with a lot of them. Uh, one of my best friends lives out there. Um, and I had, known this girl out there uh, this woman this uh, person from being out there previously and we had connected and really like there was something there um and we knew it from the moment that we saw each other um and we really connected on a on a pretty solid level but again i didn't know at the time that i from from everything I had known, the structures I had lived by, uh, I was like, great. So we're going to be super good friends. And (laughs) and that's that. (laughs) Um, and, uh, while I was out there, I, I knew that they lived out there and I was like, well, I'd really like to maybe get uh, an astrology reading from you because that's one of the things that they did the night before they were uh, looking at my chart and saw a whole lot of poly in there uh and but didn't want to say anything didn't want to bring it up uh and we uh we we met up uh this is uh the night uh, the day before the show and uh and the first thing that one of the first things i mentioned was you know that we're like my fiance is okay do this thing so and I, di- I didn't even bring it up as like a me and you thing i brought it up as i don't know it just came out naturally somehow i can't really remember i should um, make you a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh, it it went well uh they were like well it says in your chart that you're poly uh here 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 and here and i was like Oh no 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 no! I I can just like kiss somebody is kind of and uh, and they were like, no no uh, uh I mean yes cool great uh and also um you know if that was something you wanted to explore, you are you seem to be astrologically suited for it, <laughs> uh, and I was like I don't know what that means. So, <laughs> um, I I know I can kiss somebody and that's what I've been told. <laughs> uh, but, so we're gonna uh, go with that reading for now we're gonna go <laughs> i don't but, care what the planets say <laughs> but um it's it's really funny how um i, I don't want to go too much into uh into that because uh, that might be another episode um but uh i when i was there we connected on a level that we had never connected on before. Um, and I had never connected with anyone in this way, uh, while I was with someone else. Um, and I, the, the 
big thing that really hit my consciousness was that I'm feeling these huge feelings for this person and nothing has changed about how I feel about Katie. Mm -hmm. Um, and when, when I realized that I was like, Whoa, this is a big thing. This is, this is something that needs exploring. Um, so I actually had a conversation with uh, me and me and Holly talked every day. Uh, we hung out every single day. Um, and we, we, we got really, really close. And while you were on tour, just for while context. I was on tour. Yeah. yeah. While I was on tour, I was there for a couple of weeks and, um, I, I was like, okay, pause. <laughs> um, I need to, I need to explore what this is because I have incredible feelings for you. And, and we, and we connect really well. Uh, and I have incredible feelings for Katie and I don't know what that means. So, um, let's, let's, let's continue, but put a timeout on it. Yeah. You know? Let's put a, like, yeah, let's put a timeout on it. And it, at least in, in the relationship, pro, you know, natural progression relationship kind of thing. Um, but, please let's still talk every single day. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I don't want you out of my life. Um, and, and they felt the same way. Um, and I, and I would actually say to Holly's credit, she was almost more of like, you need to talk to your fiance before we like do anything else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a mutual thing, but, uh, Holly was incredibly supportive of it and super, Holly's amazing. yeah, super wonderful. <laughs> uh, that one of the, wonderful things was she never crossed a boundary that uh was not okay and neither did i and uh and she was incredibly supportive of you and of us and and of the whole thing and i knew more context we me and katie were about to get married four months later i'll say this was like just over a year ago right yeah pre-wedding yes uh and like actively planning (laughs) yeah but i knew in my heart and in my head that there was no way i couldn't follow through with this uh and so it it, and that's how i knew that it was that that my my heart was ready to do this because i was i was just like wow there's it didn't even cross my mind that, well, I can't do this because I'm about to get married in four months. It was okay. This is happening. And, and, and also, I'm getting married I'm getting in four married. months. So, <laughs> so I did the next logical thing. I went home and I found the only queer polytherapist uh, in my state. Um, and, and solid I, move, solid move. And I went to therapy, <laughs> but he like comes home and like, he hasn't like told me the details of this, but like, I can tell he's had like a, an experience cause I know him so well. And so first thing he's like, yeah, I think I need to be in therapy. Uh, and I really want to find like a queer therapist. Like he didn't say the word poly, but he was like really intent on like a queer therapist, a queer therapist. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, and Bo at the time was like not identifying as queer. And so I was like, I guess just cause they're generally more open. I don't know. Okay, sure. The West coast does that to people. You come out <laughs> here. And, <you> just... <laughs> and also I was like noticing he was talking about Holly a lot. Like my friend, Holly, my friend, Holly. And it wasn't like threatening, but it was more just like this person obviously means a lot to you. I'm seeing her name like pop up on your phone, like over and over again. And there was like this 
you weren't ready to talk about it though. So there was like, I think that was like one of the only times in our relationship that I was like, there is a bubble of things that are unsaid right now. And I don't know what it is, but I'm here for it. And I trust him and he will tell me when he's ready. And that's the thing. We're very communicative. Yeah. um, And I, and I made sure to, my thing was, I didn't want to tell you anything when I, until I was, until I understood what was happening because mm-hmm. i this is a whole new world and i did not understand what was happening um yeah so i went to therapy and after a while the, my therapist was incredible um and uh d- she was the one that uh i was like okay is uh, one of my big questions was okay is this an identity or is this a choice which is the 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 grand question uh, in in the queer community, especially now leading up to Pride. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> so I I asked her, and she goes, "Well, it sounds like you you love these two people," and I was like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Well, your your heart's not gonna lie to you, so yeah, it's doesn't sound like a choice to me," and I was like. Mm. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> um, and, you know, later on, I, I, I've uh, started to uh, understand that even if it is a choice, it's still a, a legitimate life. And it's still, you know, it's still queer, and it's still wonderful and still legitimate. Um, but at anyway, uh, so she's like, all right, you know what you got to do? And I was like, I do. <laughs> so I took Katie out to dinner and so nervous so nervous i did not know what he was gonna tell me like i thought he like murdered someone like he was like shaking <laughs> you've already done the proposal <laughs> yeah, like you're already getting married know, like, what is I happening know. right now also wait before we get into this can i share an extra little like oh, fun detail do. okay so even when we were in like the bubble of uncertainty where i'm like i don't know what's happening i <laughs> this gave me a big hint but i was like so Bo seems like this Holly person is very important to you. You obviously have become very good friends in the last couple months. Would you like her to come to our wedding? And he cried. And so I was like, (laughs) okay, so yes, bring her to the wedding. Um, Still not aware of like the, what's going on, (laughs) what's going on. But I was like, obviously this person's important. So I'm going to do what I only know, which is like, you're important to someone I love come closer, like be a part of our community. Mm-hmm. Can, can I ask one more question on this? Cause there's a part in here that I'm curious about, which is y- you had quote unquote given permission to go and kiss somebody was part of that agreement that if a kiss happens, that that gets shared or was all of these things were those supposed to be under sort of the don't ask, don't tell umbrella. Cause I'm curious, like, was it, I, I just leave it there because I have lots of questions about what maybe <laughs> happened and what was yeah. shared around this. I don't remember. I, I think I'm it was... I remember too. I think it was like, I could maybe ask you, or like, I didn't want him sharing the details, like without me asking first, maybe. Okay. Um, and even then it was more like a, so did ya? And he would be like, yeah, but wouldn't be like... I met this person. We had a really intense connection. We made out like crazy. It was super hot. Like none of that. It was more like, yeah, I did. <laughs> exactly. I, I think that not to get too personal, but I, I think that um, the mentality behind it or the, the energy behind it was, uh, I think you would use this analogy one time of 
I'm not going to ask you every time you masturbate. So, (laughs) you know, same thing. Like, I'm not going to ask you uh, if you did the thing. Uh, I might, or, you know, might, whatever. If it, or I don't need you to tell me every time you masturbate. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Sorry. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But I might ask you, be like, did you do that today? And you can say, yeah. (laughs) Or no, I don't know. Yeah, I appreciate that because I think for me, the like if I had seen a message come through from somebody repeatedly on a partner's phone, I'd be like, I wonder if they kissed that person. Like that would have <laughs> been my thought. Um, but I, yeah. it sounds like you you seem to have exercised an incredible amount of self control. I was just going to say the I'm same thing. I'm blown away. Like yeah. you're just like, well, I don't know who this person is, but. I guess they're coming to our wedding because he's crying now. So we're just doing this. So I, I don't know. Pa- I love it. Yeah. Patience. Like yeah. you had an incredible amount of patience too. But again, like Bo is just like a really easy person to have that with. He's an incredibly trustworthy person. He, I've never seen him be malicious in his entire life. Like, and we, a huge facet in the success of our relationship is assuming best intentions. Mm-hmm. So if I, you know, and that's just always been, a really huge thing in our relationship. So I assumed like, okay, he's not telling me something. I, I can only assume he's doing it for a good reason. And you've also been really good at that. I mean, the, the reason, the only reason we were able to be where we were is because you are as patient understanding as, you know, as you were. And so, yeah, together it it made the perfect storm of being able to, Mm -hmm. uh, to discover ourselves in the way that we needed to, yeah. Um, and yeah, so. So you went that, out to dinner. <laughs> went out to dinner. And I, I like, I grabbed her hand and I was like, okay, I uh, am polyamorous. And I said, just like that. And I, cause I, I hadn't really said it out loud. I hadn't practiced it. hadn't done the thing. I was like, I am polyamorous. And she's like, okay, great. And, and, but she was like, like, didn't say much because she wanted me to keep, obviously I had more shit to say. So <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. Um, I, uh, discovered this about myself while I was out there. Um, and I, but the thing was, I hadn't, I hadn't reached the point where I was comfortable talking about holly specifically so Mm -hmm. i didn't so i that was that was not on the table quite yet and i hadn't gotten permission from her to talk uh you know about it to to katie um i hadn't asked yet so um i i basically just came out to you as polly and you know was was shaken and nervous and And the waitress wouldn't leave us alone To be like, are you? Do you need anything? And we're like, we're both crying. Can you go away? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll flag it when, when we're ready. Exactly. This has never been that good here before. What the hell? Is going on? <laughs> and I, I, I kind of given examples of uh, what my me and my therapist had talked about. About you know, my therapist. One of the first things she said was, "Okay, with this poly lens." look back in your life and tell me if certain things make sense that maybe didn't make sense before, or maybe they did make sense, but now they make more sense with a poly lens. And, and I described how even on a friend level, um, every job I ever had, I had to have like 
a crew like of and it was you know mostly people I was attracted to and that were attracted to me. And, you know, like at school, I, I always needed to like the, the more, the merrier. I wanted to share my love as much as possible. I wanted to be as loved as much as possible, like not what, but uh, felt comfortable enough to be loved as much as possible mm-hmm. and love as much as possible and really flex that heart muscle and just learn to learn to see where I can, grow with this um so i i kind of gave examples of that kind of stuff and everything and kind of where i landed and what that means now and um and i looked at katie and i said so that's me do you still love me do you still want to marry me and i said yes <laughs> i think i actually was like yes yay i'm so excited <laughs> and she was game for whatever i was gonna say she she like thought i was gonna come out as trans or as bi or as anything and she's like i'm ready whatever i was like you whatever say, it is i'm ready down, <laughs> like, let's move forward and so it, it it was very nice and i it was the best possible reaction yeah uh, couldn't yeah. Well, especially better. because there, you know, you knew he had been going to therapy and you knew there was this, you could, you know him well enough that you knew there was a process going on of some sort. And so exactly. I'm sure like, you're like, okay, I'm just going to prepare myself for pretty much anything and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And, and you had mentioned that like one of the first things that you said was, yeah, I mean, this is something I'm kind of familiar with and this is kind of what I was hoping for in the beginning. And then you said no, and I was totally down to be monogamous and that's fine and uh but yeah so you were like you're like it was a nice shoehorn into what you what we were eventually moving into absolutely i just i want to say to you i know like that process for both of you is a really hard one to do and the fact that like you sat with it, both of you in your own individual ways, and you were patient with each other and yourselves of like, this is a process we're getting married. Cause I, there's so much going on, you know, Katie, you're de- dealing with the um, mental health things that you were dealing with and, you know, struggling with, and then you're planning a wedding and um, like, there's and she a did lot the majority of-, of the planning of the wedding. So yeah. she had a lot of that on her <laughs> Yeah, poor there's, timing, bro. Come there's on, just, man. There's <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of pressure. And I can imagine for both of you, feeling that need like oh i gotta figure like for you bo like i gotta figure this out i like i gotta do this quickly and everything and for you katie like i don't know what's going on with him but something but i know that i just need to wait and the fact that it went the way you did is just so beautiful because you both allowed yourselves the space and freedom to let it be aligned when it was aligned and that's just like such a beautiful I was, example. I think it's freaking incredible because, <laughs> I mean, multiple things had to happen. As right, you just said, first of right. all, you you had to set this whole thing up. And then you had a, a condensed timeline. And, Bill, you had to feel safe enough and comfortable enough to come in a couple of months before your wedding and share this. And then, Katie, you have to, like, take it all and be like, yeah, yeah, we're still getting married. And now we just have a new exciting adventure <laughs> we're on together. And. It- and in addition to all those like perfect things that had to align, um, I, I won't go too much into it, but it also would not have been possible at all if Holly wasn't as patient and understanding yes. as mm-hmm. she yeah. was. Because yeah. if 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 they weren't, then it would have been a, a completely different situation. And I, you know, she also helped guide me through what polyamory meant, and you know what 
what yeah. a, what a certain situation could look like. And, um, so yeah, that was, that was a very crucial element. To this yeah. Well. Thanks for including that too, because it's yeah. important. Like if, if that hadn't been the case, you could have felt a whole hell of a lot more pressure to mm-hmm. figure like, mm-hmm. I got to figure this out like today and I got to make an extreme decision. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and one of the other, I, I feel like I'm talking a lot, but uh, one of the other things uh, that we, in terms of terminology that Katie and I have uh, uh, make sure to, to emphasize is we, we don't, we, we try and veer away from the idea of saying that we're polyamorous and more. Or to, we're in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, we, but we do tend to lean more into I'm poly, she's poly. We happen to be married. And we're married. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like the, the act of it is non-monogamous and the, 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 the essence of it is, is polyamorous. Yeah. Um, and I will, so I am going to bring a little bit of conflict into this because we've been painted as a, <laughs> a fairy tale, as a fairy tale poly well, and situation. That's what I was going to yes. ask next is like, oh. <laughs> where, you know, what, what bumps along the road have you experienced? Yeah. So I'd say like right after we had that talk, so we were kind of on a high in terms of like, Oh my gosh, you just came out to me as Polly. I'm really down for the idea. I'm like thinking about what that's going to mean for me, even though I'm still don't really want to have sex with anybody, but like, I don't know, maybe I'll like flirt with people and feel good about it instead of guilty. Like I have my entire life. Um, so we were like exploring those possibilities, but the one thing we still hadn't talked about was Holly. Um, and that was really hard, um, because, I think I, like you had said, I had really been trying to be patient because I had a good idea that he wanted to like tell me something about this and everything. And I knew that there was something going on with Holly, but like Bo hadn't explicitly come out and been like, I have a romantic crush on Holly. Um, And so that still was existing and I still was kind of like waiting for it and everything. And then I think I had like tried to bring it up and you scooted past it, which I don't think you've ever done with me. Um, so that was like the first time that I was like, okay, nope, nope. <laughs> Patience is done. I need to know what's happening now. Like, because then I was like, okay, now I'm, I feel like I'm being like purposely left out of the loop, like, and everything feels like it's on the table, you know? Um, which again, like it wasn't even a huge bump in the road. It was literally like an afternoon of me being like, can you just be like really straight with me and like, tell me what's going on. And he's like, that's really hard to do. But yes, like Holly and I like have a thing. And I was like, okay, that's all I care about. I'm not, I'm not mad at all anymore. Like I just needed to know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's a, it's it. And it was still the idea of, figuring it out, you know, mm-hmm. and cause both of us, uh, are, are working on this. Uh, Katie and I are working on this, uh, individually, but, uh, we like to offer complete presence with a bow, bow. you yes. know, <laughs> like right on top, like here's everything. I've thought of all the things I can answer all the questions, the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I just hadn't had that yet. So, um, yeah, it was, it, it was tough and, I, but yeah, our, our thing is neither of us like limbo. We just want to know, you know, that's just who we are as people mm-hmm. is we just, we, the, the waiting is the hard part and, anticipa- and the yeah. anticipation is like the frustrating thing. It's like, just know or don't know, do the thing, don't do the thing. What's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Um, and that's something that, you know, I think me being more 
okay, let's just like figure like me being more excited to like, just figure it out and like race forward a little bit has been a little bit more of a theme since we did start like actually pursuing non-monogamy in like a downloading apps type of way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's probably been like the other thing that's like been a little bit of a mismatch because I had already come from this place. Like, like I said, like I brought this up to him right in the beginning of our relationship of like, again, not having the language of poly or non-monogamy, but just being like, I don't know, I could see myself living on a hippie commune where everyone sleeps with each other and no one really knows whose kids are who. And we're all sharing resources. And that sounds nice. I would like that. Does that still exist? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of like, would you be down? And he was like, no. And I was like, cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> so like, I think that had always been like a latent, but unachievable dream in my head. Like, yeah, that would all, that that's kind of a fantasy of mine, but that's not how the world works. So, um, so then suddenly to be presented with like, this is how the world works and this is how your world works and you could do whatever you want with communication. Anything is possible. <laughs> um, I really was like chomping at the bit to like, I want to tell everyone. I want to tell my mom. I want to tell my friends, Dave, like my teach. I, I don't know. Like I just wanted to tell everyone I was so excited. So, um, but Bo was still like, Whoa, I like literally just figured this out. Like, and we haven't made like, we're in the, we're also getting married. Yeah. Like we're in the beginning <laughs> stages of all of this. <laughs> and that, that was one thing that we did agree that we weren't going to tell anyone. We weren't going to like do anything before the wedding. Yeah. We're like, let's yeah. just focus on us. Like we're not going to hook up with anybody. We're not going to start like the real exploratory phase of this until after the wedding. Um, cause we also anticipated like, cause we started listening to your podcast and how other people's like, <laughs> that was around the time we started listening to your podcast. Cause we were like, we need some resources, man. Like we can't just get, hop into this blind. Um, and we were hearing about other people's experiences, like telling their families and how, you know, there's not a lot of support out there. A lot of the time and we were like, Oh, this is something we didn't, this is the, like, we didn't really think about yet. Um, so we're like, let's not shock the family before our wedding. Yeah. And we both like to, we, we have good uh, relationships with our family mm-hmm. in terms of like, we're very communicative with them. Uh, I, you know, tell my parents everything. She tells her parents everything kind of thing. And uh, so it was something that we, we wanted to do the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, um, and I think, we decided it'd be easier to do that as a solid front, um, you know, as a married couple, mm-hmm. um, because of, you know, the norms of society, uh, at the time. It and, would mean something to our, yeah, our more traditional parents yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and or family members and friends and the whole thing. Cause mm-hmm. we're both firstborns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, the idea of, me getting married is something my entire family has been wanting for a long, you know, my whole life. And, you know, me too. Uh, and, you know, we've all been excited, build, been building to this and, you know, same with Katie's family, you know, she's a firstborn. So she's got a whole family that just is ready for, you know, her to get married and find the one and all that. But that's why we decided to wait so that we could yeah. have that like background. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think in some ways it, you know, Whatever decision you would have made, obviously, it would have been fine. But I think it's probably what I would have done in the moment, too, of, like, I don't – especially because it's so new for you. Like, I, mm-hmm. I understand this desire to go out and share with everybody, 
Totally. And also there's the process of let me figure this out a little bit more because rightfully so, usually when I tell someone, they're going to come back to me with a bunch of questions and I don't know if I'm going to have answers to those, which is fine. You don't have to, but there's, there's some benefit in having a little bit of time to kind of figure that out. Well, too, if you're also two people who like to put a bow on it and hand a complete package, it makes sense that you would wait. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause you know, we, we wanted everyone to, I mean, the whole point of the wedding is to celebrate our love in a very big way. And, you know, with all of our friends and family there. And I, I don't, we didn't believe that anybody would believe that our love is what it is or was what it was at the time. Uh, if they also knew that we were polyamorous. Yeah. Um, which is, it, it's, it's still hard to convince people that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's almost like it's a, if you have multiple loves, then that means it's less of one and less of another. You it's know? a scarcity mindset, you yep. know, that so many of us carry. Yep. Um, which is, yep. Yeah. Which is you have a hundred love units. And if you're given, <laughs> if you're given some of them to somebody, that means you got to take some of them from each other. Like, and that's something like when we finally did start saying like one person who's really important to me, I think used the phrase. He was like, yeah, I mean, just at this point in my life, I'm focused more on quality than quantity. And I'm like, that does, those things are not mutually exclusive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, but it is hard. Like that's how people think of it. It's like less equals better quality, like more equals just like frivolity. Mm -hmm. Um, but we did. It was nice in the wedding vows. Um, we worked really closely with uh, my best friend's mom, who was one who uh, did our wedding, and took out all the parts that were like forsaking no other, like for no other or whatever. And we're like, yeah, just scratch that, scratch yeah. that out. <laughs> We've been there. So, yep. yep. We've been there. <laughs> that was why we wrote our own vows. Yep. We also did that. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I would love to hear in in. I think what, one of the things that I loved about your story so far is it's been a very detailed telling while you've also woven in so much, so many amazing things that you've both learned and experienced and everything. And so I, I don't want to cut it off and I, and I'm not, I guess I'm not planning to, I think would love to hear what comes out the other side of this. Cause now, now you know about Holly. Holly is no longer a secret entity. Where did, where does this, take you to coming out of the wedding coming out of coming out oh goodness all right so i think it was so we finished the wedding we finished the honeymoon and we got home and i think literally the night we got back from our honeymoon we both downloaded field (laughs) um (laughs) so you didn't waste a lot of time (laughs) no um oh you wait um and (laughs) so i had always kind of been like i don't know if I'm going to want to like sleep with anyone else right away. Cause I was still kind of in that zone. I was like coming out of it. My mental health was much better at this point. I'd like gotten on Lexapro. Thank God for Lexapro. Um, and was just like generally feeling happier. And so I was like, okay, I think Bo was more on the apps. He was like into it and he was having a lot of fun. And I kept asking him things about like, how does it work? Like, how does the profile look? And he was like, just, just download it and then you'll be able to see. And I was like, okay. And I did. And then it was really exciting immediately because 
you know, you've been with one person for what was it? Our four, five year anniversary, um, in September. And suddenly to have all of these, like literally hundreds of people being like, I want to sleep with you. I was like, (laughs) what this exists. (laughs) But yeah, so it was definitely just a very exciting moment. Um, so I matched with someone like almost immediately and they lived um, close to where my family lives. And so I was like, I'm going to go see my family soon. Do I want to see this person? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> so really like hopped right in. Like when I went on my date with this guy, we had been married two weeks <laughs> and he was like, Oh, so you're married. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, how long have you been married? I'm like, um, I think it was uh, two weeks ago. Was this <laughs> and he was like, what? Really? Okay. <laughs> and he's like, and how long have you been poly? And I'm like, just a couple months. He's like, Oh wow. This is fast. Um, but it was, uh, it was a really wonderful experience. He's a, he was a really nice guy. And, um, uh, it was funny. My brother drove me to the date cause I had oh, told right. him and I was so nervous and I was like, Oh my God, I don't know. And he was, and then my brother like turned up all the music in the car and he's like, just scream as loud as you can. And I was like, okay. And I did it. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, now go, go get him tiger. Um, so that tells you anything about my family, but, um, <laughs> but no, it was good. And like having that experience with that person, it kind of like, I, I don't know why I think I do a little bit and we can explore it here, but like it, it really switched that lever back inside of me where I was like, Oh my God, I'm a sexual desirable person again. And maybe I do want to have sex, um, which was really cool. And I think a lot of that came from like, you know, being trapped during COVID with a person in like a tiny studio apartment it takes a lot of uh, that element out of relationships. You're more in caregiver roles for each other. And mm-hmm. it's all about just like whoever is having the harder time in this ultimately hard time, like they're going to be taken care of in this moment. And we just kept switching off. And so it made it hard to be really romantic. And then like, but it was just us. It was just us that whole time. So it's, I think sleeping with someone else was almost like a palate cleanser for that really hard experience of being in that very non-sexual environment for so long of like, Oh, I like kind of forgot what sex was like. Um, and like what it means to like come on to someone and like show them that you want to be with them. Cause I was just clumsy. Like I was, I just didn't know how to do it anymore. It'd been so long. So that was like that first experience was really pivotal in terms of like the other experiences that followed and me feeling open enough to explore them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. it. I, I have a couple of, questions that I I think because to keep moving along I think for me and maybe some listeners need a couple of things answered yes so so my questions are a couple one is I don't want to lose track of Holly in this and and Bo you started to mention that you were also on the apps dating and so would love to hear a little bit about sort of how things moved forward at least to this point with Holly and also the sort of reconciliation of you didn't really want to do polyamory. You were you were pretty against it. 
and then you got offered the kissing uh, card, and now you come back and you're like, well, hey, now I'm Polly, and now Katie's on the apps. How have you sort of come to terms with that? That's a big shift to go through in just a few months. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, Holly and I are, uh, happily in love. Uh, we, <laughs> we are, uh, we're, we're together. We're dating. I, I fly out there as often as possible. Uh, she flies out here as often as possible. Um, but that was the conversation that we, we had to have, uh, shortly after, uh, I don't know if it was right. It, it was after the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, we're still talking every single day, uh, for hours at a time. And I, um, uh, so we, we finally sat down and had the, do will you be my girlfriend? Will you be my boyfriend <laughs> thing? Um, so, uh, we are, uh, uh very good. Uh, we, we've uh, been together for a little over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, Again, I don't want to tell too much of uh, of me and Holly's story without Holly here. But, That's okay. Uh, it's it's going it's going really well, and um, and uh, she's a very big part of my life. Thanks. And I love her to death. Oh my gosh! Like she and I have hung out now, and like she's done astrological readings for me. Um, and she came here during like my birthday, um, and we had our first like polycule all togetherness. Uh, so that was February of this year. Um, with my partner, David, um, who you don't even know about yet. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I love it. And oh, was she at the way. wedding? That's the last question. Was she yes. at the wedding? Okay. She came to the wedding. And she looked hot. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was so wonderful. The hardest part was, uh, not, kissing her uh so (laughs) um anyway uh the so the coming to terms with it all uh with katie uh getting into it actually went surprisingly well for me Mm -hmm. i was it because our 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 trust and communication and and love was so deep anyway i we both knew that no matter what happened with other people it it wouldn't affect our, our feelings for each other. So it, I was surprised at how easily it, it went down for uh, how, what my reaction was to you seeing other people um, both loving and sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was a fun realization for me to know it, not even fun, a safe realization for me to know that this was something that I, I trusted you with, and I trusted me with. Yeah. And I, and so I'm going to say with that, while that has been like a really beautiful thing about this journey for us, it did, at least for me, lull me into this false sense of security in terms of like, Polly is just going to be so easy. Like we are built for this. Um, we're just like basically star students. Um, and it wasn't until I fell in love with someone else that I was like, no, oh no, all of the toxic things that were inside of me before I met Bo are still there and they're all coming to light. And this other partner of mine is getting the brunt of all of them. And why, why is this happening? And it's like, oh, because it's a brand new relationship and not one where you've like lived with the person for five years and are married to them. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit different. Maybe you're going to feel a little more insecure in this relationship. So So I met David, like, 
I think it was, it was fall, fall, Equin- is it equinox or solstice? Equinox. It was the fall equinox yeah. of mm-hmm. 2022. So that's when we first met and started hanging out. Um, he's further north than we are. So we're in a long distance relationship, but we hit it off right away. And yeah, like that was the first time I'd had the experience of like actually falling for someone romantically um, outside of Bo and I's relationship before it had just kind of been sexy times. Mm -hmm. So it was a brand new thing to explore. And he also has a partner. um, And we like, just we're trying to figure out what this was going to look like for us, I guess, because we hadn't really planned on getting into a romantic relationship when we first met up. Um, but then obviously shit happens. Um, Cause yeah, that was one of the things we decided early on was um, we, we were just going to let relationships blossom into what they were going to be yeah. you know, and not try and, you know, control things or set things to a certain standard depending on, you know, our relationship. Yeah, exactly. And this is kind of where the thing that I diverted from before um, with the question you guys asked about like being sexual and how it like is such an integral, like part of how I view my self-worth and everything. So that was, I, that has been the biggest challenge for me, I would say in polyamory, like I think what a lot of people struggle with is that stuff at the beginning that was actually pretty damn easy for us. Um, just based on like, uh, how we are with each other. But, um, I think, yeah, the typical things that come up for people like jealousy, insecurity, all of that really came up when I started my relationship with David. Um, because, I was just so used to seeing Bo being with Holly or going on dates and it didn't affect me at all. And then David would be like, I think this one person is hot. And I'm like, Oh, that means I'm worthless. That means you hate me. Right. <laughs> and it's like, no, what, what's happening? <laughs> like the poor man. Um, so that's something I've had to like interrogate within myself so much. So actually this past year has just been huge in terms of like, healing and doing like that head and heart work that is so hard and so exhausting and really being like, why am I this way? Why did someone like, where did I learn this? And, uh, you know, how has this affected all of my relationships? And so, yeah, it's still definitely a journey and I still, it's still something I struggle with, especially that like internal insecurity. And, um, but I'm really lucky to have beautiful, magical, supportive partners who I could be like, Oh my God, do you just think I'm like wackadoo? And they're like, no, no, like, it's okay. We're here. We still love you. (laughs) So I've really lucked out with the people in my life. (laughs) Thank goodness. Who are really seeing me through this process. (laughs) And, And it's a process that we're all going through. You know, I know we told a lot of, you know, we did, we did a lot of things. Right. Um, and, but we're, we're still brand new. We're still novices. Like I, I, I know there are things that I'm doing wrong regularly. And I know there are things that I'm working on constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's something that I love about 
you um, and that I love about me and I love about us, you know, in our relationship uh, in, in particular is we're always trying to move forward. Mm-hmm. So we're always trying to evolve. And, um, you know, I've had my struggles as well uh, in terms of, you know, making sure that the, you know, cause while love may be infinite, uh, time and energy aren't, um, oh, yes. and, you know, and so it's a matter of, you know, making sure that you, you, you take care of all the aspects of all the relationships here. And, and, uh, you know, the, the great part is that you, when you're in a relationship, there's multiple people working together to make this thing thrive. Uh, so I, uh, I think we've, uh, I, I've, I've picked good ones. You've picked good ones. And it's, uh, it's, so it, it has been easier than it could have been for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I also doesn't want to paint it like a fairy tale, but, uh, no, I mean, so. we're all, you're you, at the end of the day, we're all human. You're also exactly. learning, growing exactly. the whole time. And we're going to bring you back in like a year. And you can tell us all yes. of the year two, what what year two of this adventure is like. So, well, hopefully by that time we have will have made another human. So that will add a whole other dynamic to all of this. <laughs> yes, it will it indeed. Will. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. exciting. Yeah, and I think too, just to to play on that, I think it's it doesn't sound like. I mean, yes, it seems like much of what you two have done has been somewhat easy or relatively easy, but I think that's a testament to the groundwork that you two have laid in your communication from the beginning of your partnership and not something that you were, you know, year five, you're like, we should probably figure out how to communicate all of a sudden (laughs) you were, you were doing that from the get go. And maybe it wasn't at the same level it is today, but it also sounds like you started from a pretty good place. And I think that's a testament to both of you, but also it doesn't sound like you run from the hard, right? And something hard comes up, you go at that together or even individually, right? You're like, hey, I need to talk to a therapist. I need this type of therapist and I'm going to do it. And then you do it. You don't sit around and be like, well, I don't know. Those sound like hard skeletons to deal with. So we'll just stuff them back in the closet. Hope nobody ever asks me about this. And (laughs) away we go because we've seen that too yeah no like i just thank you for saying that yeah thank you so much that's such a sweet thing to say but i think a huge part of it is also like bo and i always just have a huge desire to live as authentically as possible like i was um i'm queer and i was closeted for a really long time for not thinking that i was queer enough and like so like coming out that way was huge for me also and i think i feel the same way with like being poly it's just like this is just who we are and there's nothing shameful about the mm-hmm. way that we live and what we're doing. And so might as well do it as well as possible, you know, and set ourselves yeah. up for success. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, so you two each have one other partner at the time to- currently, is that correct? Mm-hmm. And yes, um, uh, romantic partner. Yes. One, yeah. <laughs> one other romantic partner. Um, thank you for that clarification. Also, I'm curious and we don't necessarily need to go all the details unless you want to, but like, You've now told family and friends. I'm well, at least her brother. At least your yes. brother. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't told grandparents. That, yeah. That's They're, the generation we're working up to. We're hoping yeah. soon. Um, because we had this realization where we're like, okay, we're going to have kids. My grandparents might live another 10 years. Are we going to really have our 10-year-old kid lie for us? No. So we're like, okay, we, we should tell them. But our parents know. 
Um, our siblings know, um, pretty much all of our friends know. And, and again, I think it is because, you know, we are in other sexual relationships with other people and I've had conversations with them, you know, maybe people who lean more towards the swinger lifestyle, Mm -hmm. um, less towards, uh, more like the poly romantic type style. And they're like, Oh, I would never tell my parents because that would just basically be me saying like what my sex preferences are. Mm -hmm. Um, but because, you know, we're both in love with other people, it has made sense for us to, at least, you know, and people can share whatever they want, obviously, but like yeah. for us, it's made sense to share it. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause there's a, um, a, a lot of people, at least uh, people that are unfamiliar with this uh, mm-hmm. world do associate polyamory or non-monogamy with, with, uh, you know, kink and orgies, with, uh, <laughs> orgies and the swinger lifestyle and stuff. And, Again, there's absolute those those are wonderful ways to live, um, and can be part of it, and but, can be part of it. But it's uh, th- that's not what we're talking about, and so it's the convent trying to reframe what this looks like to the family. Um, my sister was really wonderful; she was really easy about it. She, um, I actually told her before I told Katie because. Mm-hmm. I, I, we were tux shopping uh, for the for wedding, the wedding. <laughs> and, uh, and I told her and, um, and she was super cool about it. Very friendly, very, very welcoming and understanding and supportive. And uh, you know, I told my parents and, uh, and they, they, they've, they've kind of had mixed reactions, but all leaning towards we support you. Um, mm-hmm. And so they've been trying to, um, you know, the, learn more about it and, and be more supportive of that. And, mm-hmm. but, uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's been a, a fairly positive, um, uh, reaction. Um, it's still all uncomfortable and that's yeah. something we're all still working yeah. towards, yeah. uh, is, is making it more comfortable and make, because it, it's our life, you know, and it's real and it's what's mm-hmm. happening. I mean, I also made the mistake of telling my parents in a, in a way that made it kind of sound like I was pregnant. And, um, I think that they were really upset <laughs> about that. Or at least my mom was, she was like, I was like, so I have some news. And she was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like, Bo and I are polyamorous. She's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to be dating other people. She's like, Oh, I'm like, did you think I was pregnant? She's like, I, I can't even talk about this. <laughs> The poor woman. She just comes so she actually just met David, which was such a wonderful experience. Oh my gosh. Um, and I was just so like both like proud of her for like being open to doing that and just filled with like seen felt very seen, felt very yeah. loved. Yeah. I should see this. Bo and I are bringing another person into our relationship. Oh, really? Yeah, her name's Holly. She lives in California. <laughs> and she's pretty amazing. So we like, what the hell? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah, but no, it's it's been well. It's it's yeah. it's worked out pretty well. Um, you know, Good. there's it's you know, we're we're still, you know, working on it. Um and yeah. it's new. Things. I mean, like it's something that people aren't familiar with, so we're having yeah. gotta have patience. Um right. Yeah. Before it becomes like normalized in their lives. Yeah. Cause we're yeah. in, the, we're in it all the time. So it's so normalized for us. So it can be boring when we talk to people who 
art poly or, you know, aren't spending that time with us. And they're like, Oh, that. And I'm like, Oh, you mean this huge part of me? Yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. I guess like you're not in this bubble all the time. So and, it makes sense. And that's the other thing is like, it's, you know, our relationship is our relationship. And that's what the, the people in her family and my family are most familiar with. Cause we've been together for six years, but our, any other relationship that we're having is also has its own autonomy and its mm-hmm. own world and its own life and its own power. Um, and that's, uh, you know, something that needs, uh, n- needs light and, you know, just as much respect yeah. and, and love as, as anything else. So yeah. it's, um, and in the world we're in right now, it's kind of tough to, you know, to, to, to be as forward with that. And, but, you know, doing the tough stuff is what makes everything worth it. And it's yeah. what gets you to the good, you know, to the other side. <laughs> That's it. That's it's way more good than struggle. So. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Thank you both for everything that you shared today and just, yeah, it's, it's been great. And I know we could keep talking for hours and we will, we will, we will bring you back for another Yay. update. Yay. Uh, <laughs> that would, would be amazing. Um, but before we let you go, we just wanted to see, is there anything else either of you wanted to get out there? Um, yeah, I guess just like to anyone who's like starting this or, uh, yeah, just anyone who's new to this, um, just to be really patient and kind to yourself. Like there are so many emotions and that you just would have never expected are going to come to light. And so many unhealed parts of you that are suddenly going to get poked and you're really like, I didn't know that wound was open and that hurts so much. It seems like it shouldn't have. Um, so instead of like immediately doing what I did, which was like, I'm worthless and bad at being polyamorous, um, being like, Hey, I am a human who is just figuring it out. And, um, yeah, just having a lot of like kindness and patience for yourself. Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. that's like the, that's the thing I need a reminder for. I'm saying that like, that's something I've discovered and like, it's something I have to remind myself of. I had to remind myself that last night. Um, (laughs) so yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess, um, just, open communication is so important. Um, you know, in, in any relationship, whether it's non-monogamous or monogamous or platonic or or, yeah, platonic or, or professional or anything, uh, you know, being clear and being, uh, being open and understanding is just so helpful in solidifying your relationship with whoever you're talking to. Um, and if you're looking to be non-monogamous, that's the only way to go. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, yeah. We, like I said before, like everything is possible with good communication, mm-hmm. no matter what type of relationship you're trying to pursue. Yeah. 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 I would say it's possible without good communication, but it's a whole hell of a lot harder. So <laughs> I recommend it with the communication. Yeah, and way less fun. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Well, as Emma said, thank you both for, for sharing everything you did. And thank you to Holly and, and David as well for their contributions and, and supporting this and everything. So thank you to all of you. And we can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Thanks awesome. for having thank us on. Thank you so it's much. Been wonderful. <laughs> And, and we're, we're back. back. Nailed oh, it. nailed it with Good excitement job. too. <laughs>
Thank you so much, Katie and Bo, for this amazing conversation and just being willing to share as much as you did. We love talking with you and just appreciate you both so much. Yeah, you said it right. You said it perfect. Wow. Yeah. That's a compliment. It's it, perfection. You are perfection. <laughs> a quick, wow. Another. I'll take them all. Keep, yep. keep, keep coming. Keep and coming. they're recorded. You can come back to this episode anytime you need words of affirmation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you. So I have to remember this episode and come back to this point anytime I need that. Yep. Okay. Anyway. A quick reminder, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. There you can find information on our community as well as our favorite way to get tested for STIs, stecheck.com. I just had to like plug that in there real quick. Yeah, you had to whisper it. So Whisper it. Yeah. It's ASMR or <laughs> stdcheck.com. Next week, we have an interview with Fernanda, who is the host of the Polycurious podcast. It's so much fun. So you're going to want to come back and check it out. And until then, we hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. And I mean, if you're in Texas, we hope you are just, Why I don't Texas? know, bathing in ice cubes. I think it's like the whole South. The whole Southwest. Okay. If you are in the Phoenix Southwest. Phoenix is like 120. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but they don't have ice in it anymore. It's that's all true. melted. That's true. Anyway. <laughs> it's not too late for Texas. Anyway, mm. I have no idea about any of that. We haven't been there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. We're just not there right now. That's what I mean. We haven't we haven't been exposed to that level. Any anyway. The Emma, point you're is confusing the him. point is anywhere that it's really hot, we hope you're staying cool. Is that what you're trying to say? I was, and I was also thinking you should just join our community. <laughs> anyway, we're just we're just we're just joshing around now. Okay. Should I we wrap it, it up? Yes. The faster we wrap it up, the faster we get to episode 300. That's true. All right. We'll see everybody in a week. Thank you all. Have a fantastic weekend. Stay cool or warm, depending on what you need. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.